It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time poor parent who just wants answers now. The first week of spring is done. How good is springtime? I love spring. I love springtime. If it was up to me, all of our babies would have been born in spring. And our grandbabies. What do you mean mean if it was up to you, all of our babies? Well, let's just say (laughs) some of us had a different time. Come on. It it was all up to you. We're not (laughs) going to talk about that. That's that's in the past. It's a long, long way back. Uh, Welcome to the Happy Families Podcast. We are so grateful that you choose to spend some time with us each day. We hope that we can share some inspiration to help your family be happier. I think today's podcast is just teeming with inspiration. Every Friday, uh, we we talk about how we're going to be better tomorrow. The podcast is called I'll Do Better Tomorrow on a Friday, where we talk about what we did well and what we didn't do so well, uh, and hopefully help you to be a better parent as we learn about how we can be better parents. I had this insight. My insight was, I think you need to have at least six kids so that you can learn how to get this parenting thing right. <laughs> I agree. (laughs) Hands down, I agree. We are learning so much with our youngest three. I mean, our three oldest are adults now, but our youngest three are teaching us so much about how to be better parents. I'm... I'm, I'm astounded. And this week, I'm going to go first. Is that okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm already going, so I'm, I'm going first. This week, you were, you were out one night and I walked into the dining room. Our 16-year-old was sitting at the dining table and she was kind of hyperventilating. Now, this one is prone to having some very big emotions, getting caught up in stuff, but I could see like she was doing the, <laughs> the shallow breathing and she was on the verge of tears. And when I said to her, you look like you are having a really, really rough time right now. Do you need a hug? Or do you want me to just give you some space? And she looked at me with almost terror in her eyes, like massive, massive, I'm going to say fear, anxiety, worry, apprehension. It was big. Now, I've, I've received her permission to share this story, so I'm not talking out of school at all. But as I sat with her, I said, can you help me to understand what's going on? And she explained that she just did not know how she was going to get all of her schoolwork done, all of her assignments, all that kind of stuff. And so even though I'm a parenting expert and I'm supposed to know how to do this stuff, the first thing I did was I started to get logical with her. What are you worried about? Let's make a plan. School, really great 10. I know it's important to you, but it's not the most important thing ever. Like we can figure this out. And that did not help, surprisingly. I mean, I don't know why I thought that getting logical with an emotional 16-year-old was going to make things better. Well, just so you have the whole picture, I may have had that conversation with her in the afternoon. And that may be why. (laughs) That's why she was hyperventilating. Oh, gosh. See, this this is why we do this podcast, so that we can check in with each other. It's got nothing to do with you listening. It's all about you and me, Kylie, having this conversation. Oh, this poor baby girl. So anyway, what I want to share here is the, how all of the things that I teach, sometimes they're not helpful at all, and sometimes you need every one of them. Like having an expansive toolkit uh, just makes such a difference. So I sat with her and I said, okay, right now you're taking lots of fast, shallow breaths and it's stimulating what's known as your sympathetic nervous system, which means that you're in fight or flight mode. And I can't talk to you about anything and be helpful, but you're not going to be able to get any sleep. You won't be able to rest. This is not where we need to be. I said, I know that it's hard because I'm saying lots of words and you're feeling really stressed, but does that make sense? So I just sort of paused after that and checked in and she said, uh, as she was I'm like welling up, getting ready to cry and big, uh, fast, heavy kind of, kind of panting sort of breathing. I said, so what we need to do is we just need to slow things right down. 
let's slow it right down. And if you can just work with me on some breathing for a minute or so, we're just going to breathe in through our nose and out through our mouth. We're going to breathe in for five, hold it for five, breathe out for five, hold it for five. It's called box breathing. And, and she nodded her head and agreed to do it. So we did it for about two minutes. And she did sort of calm back down. And I said to her, okay, now that you're not in the big emotion anymore, <laughs> I might have been a little bit too early with this one, <laughs> but now that you're not in the big emotion anymore, let's let's just attack what's really going on here. Grab the pen, grab some paper. I said, what's the number one thing that's stressing you out? And she told me, we jotted it down. I said, is there a number two thing that's stressing you out? And she said, yes. And I wrote it down. I said, is there a third thing? And she said, yes. And I said, really? So we wrote that down. In the end, she wrote down four or five things that were stressing her out, major things. I said, wow. Okay, so what we need to do is because it's already 8.30 at night and I'm tired and you're tired, trying to act on all this tonight is not going to work. But let's make a plan for tomorrow. Let's just look at the first thing. What can we do tomorrow? And so we started to map out this plan. And halfway through the plan, I watched this anxiety and this apprehension, all this stress start to skyrocket again. I said, okay, we're going back to where we were when this started. I'm not sure that this plan is helping you. And she said, it's not. It's just making more more stress because I know I've got to do all of this tomorrow and I can't sleep tonight because of it. I thought, oh, my goodness, parenting is so draining. Um, and, I, and I said, okay, let's just help you to be calm again. Should we do some more breathing? And she said, no. And like she was really, really psyching, really, really really stressed out. I said, all right, here's what else we're going to do instead then. And you know the whole countdown to calm that I do? It's known as a grounding exercise, five things you can see. I, I decided to do that. And I said to her, just tell me five things you can see. And she looked at me like, I think that I'm getting really cranky at you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I said, trust me, just give me five things you can see. And because she's 16, she's able to work through it even though she doesn't want to do it. And so very, very quickly, she said, the chair, the table, my clothes, you, the wall unit. <laughs> like she just bang, 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 bang. I said, great, that's five things you can see. Now I want to hear four things that your body can feel and touch. And she rattled those off. And I said, okay, now three things that you can hear. And then she slowed down because she had to really pay attention. And she said, the washing, the washing machine was on the spin cycle. It was going crazy. The washing machine, the fridge, my voice. I said, great. Now, the next one might be tricky. Two things that you can smell. smell. And she said, Dad, I've got a cold. I can't smell anything. <laughs> I said, okay. She didn't have a cold, block nose, whatever. And I said, well, can you taste anything? And she said, my snot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's what your little sister says. And then she cracked up. But it's funny. She didn't want to do it. But that little countdown to calm with a highly elevated 16-year-old, it actually worked. It brought her back to stability again. So we stepped back into the plan and it just kind of, uh, it wasn't progressing effectively. And so I said, well, you know what? It's 8.30, it's 8.45, whatever. It's kind of late, but let's just get out of the house. And so we jumped in the car. We are very, very fortunate that we only live about a K and a half from the beach. And we drove down to the beach, hopped out of the car, and we just walked along the beach for probably half an hour. And we didn't talk about all the stressful stuff. We just talked. And then we didn't talk. And then we talked again. And by the time we got home, Kylie, I had walked through the grounding exercise, the box breathing, the planning. We'd done a whole lot of mindfulness. We'd gotten outside in nature. We'd done all of the big things that I talk about when it comes to helping your kids to be regulated. And she was. She was able to go to sleep. She didn't have the best sleep ever, but she was able to go to sleep. And we were able to work through it. And I just kind of thought, well, 
two things. Number one, parenting is really, really hard. And number two, for us to help our kids through their big emotions, we have got to be regulated ourselves. Just our ability to stay calm helps us to reach into our toolkit and find the tools that are going to be necessary in that time, in that space to help our kids through. And and it just, it was wonderful. It was such a great experience. And I missed the whole thing. Look at you living your best life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I guess the other thing that's probably worth highlighting here as well, though, is that our kids, they really do want us to connect with them. But we've got to spend the time on the emotional stuff. We've got to do the emotional labor with them, the compassion and the willingness to be patient. Because I didn't want to be. I just wanted to tell her how to fix it. I wanted to tell her to stop being so silly. This is ridiculous. Get on with it. And, and of course, that wouldn't have worked. So we, we talked about this last week, this, this idea of creating space for these spontaneous conversations. And the more space and time we can provide for our kids – to have these conversations, the more chance we have of connecting in these really intimate ways. Yeah, yeah. So that's my I'll do better tomorrow. You need to have a really expansive toolkit. That's obviously what Happy Families <laughs> is all about, giving parents the toolkit that they need. But uh, being able to practice it as well, uh, it, it really just made a difference. What's your I'll do better tomorrow? Uh, well, mine's a little bit similar in that we're just dealing with some really big emotions in our home at the moment. Being 16, that's a big deal. Being 13, it's a big deal. And so there's just emotions everywhere. You've talked a long time about this idea of emotional intelligence. And as I've started kind of working through becoming more self-aware in my own life, what I've really come to understand is that our emotions are actually this beautiful gift that is personally hand-packaged for us so we can interpret the experiences that we're having in the world. But for most of my upbringing, I saw emotion as something to be scared of, something to be wary of, and really did everything I could to kind of hold it all inside. And as I've started to discover what emotion is and how it is this beautiful gift, it's giving me the opportunity to help our kids work through it. And so the other day, we had an experience where I might have fallen asleep before the kids did. You were out. <laughs> you might have. I was out <laughs> presenting. You fell asleep at like 7.30. I got home at 9.30. You know, this parenting gig, it's exhausting. <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I did fall asleep. And I got home at 9.30 and we had kids still running around the house, including a nine-year-old. And I just thought, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow's going to be the worst. And tomorrow was pretty bad. We woke up. Well, the, kids, <laughs> the kids would not get out of bed until 15 minutes before they were supposed to be at school, for goodness sakes. I mean. And when they did mm, wake up. I was because not. I was not at my best. I was you were not stressed. at your best, but they were also quite emotional yeah. because they were exhausted. Mm. And so I was having to work through some big emotions there. And as the morning progressed, I was watching your emotions <laughs> elevate yeah. because you were getting frustrated well, I, because they needed to be out the door. And so- Hurry, hurry, hurry. hurry fast, fast, hurry, fast. Hurry, let's hurry. go, let's go, let's go. You teach this, uh, well, I, but obviously I, living in the moment, sometimes it's so hard. This idea that fast is actually slow. The more we try to hurry our kids in the moment, the less inclined they are to move. You actually said something to me, and it's so funny because when I shared that story about a 16-year-old before, I did it with her. Mm -hmm. But on this particular morning, 
I was all about let's get this done. We've got to well, go. You've got your own agenda, right? You've got well, to get I needed out the to door. get out the door. That's right. And, and so I actually I, I said to you something about this isn't good enough and this is ridiculous and we need to hurry up. And you said, and I quote, "We need to slow down to go fast." And it's I not just, as eloquent as yours, but oh no, no, no! <laughs> we need to slow down to go fast. I looked at you and I was like, "Genius, <laughs> genius, genius!" And so. I spent the morning, I just worked with them individually. I needed to do a little bit of emotion coaching to help them work through their emotions. But as a result, they complied, they worked with me and we got out the door. Had we have done it your way that Mm. morning, it would have been a lot longer and a lot more painstaking for all of us and the kids would have left in an angst. They actually left really calm, really collected and feeling positive about the day ahead. And I was really grateful for that. So my I'll do better tomorrow is is really tapping into that idea that when things are not going well, the more we try to hurry our kids, the more we try to push through and have our agenda, the slower things go and the more frustrated and big emotions we experience. But if we will actually step back, slow down and just tap into the most important thing in that moment, you'll actually get through it much quicker. Well, I promised at the start of the podcast we were teeming with great ideas to help your family function better. I think that we nailed it today. Hopefully, this helps you to nail it in your home when things go pear-shaped and the bottom falls out as it did a couple of times in our house this week. The Happy Families Podcast is produced by Justin Ron from Bridge Media. Craig Bruce is our executive producer. For more about how you can make your family happier, visit us at happyfamilies.com.au. And a quick reminder, only six days to go until the Smells Like Teen Spirit Summit more nirvana less drama we would love to see you there if you haven't grabbed your ticket tickets are still on sale now at happyfamilies.com.au have a great weekend